It's a daily talk show, everyone. How are we? Episode 51 in my home today. Mate, we're at home stretch. What do you mean, home stretch? To get to 100. Okay. <laughs> we're, we're closer now. It's true. We get Whenever. closer every day. It's, yeah. I'm just coming down off a high from 50. I'm just tired from doing a road trip in one day to Shepherd and back. No, it was fun. It was uh, good. You, you, um, I feel like your levels talk for me for a sec. Talk for me for a sec. I feel like your levels are quieter than mine. Are they? Don't you think? Yeah, you hold the mic too, very close two. to your mouth. Maybe. Uh, we don't need to restart it because of that. We've we've got a new new piece of gear, and um, well, tell if it's tell us if it's shit. Yeah. I think it, yeah. Tell us tell us if there's been a, a change in quality, good or bad. And I'm sorry we wasted 55 seconds of your life. Yeah, no, I apologize a lot. Mate, we, we waste about 35 minutes of their life every day, <laughs> so a few extra minutes won't hurt. Uh, I pulled a JJ. What'd you do? <laughs> I didn't see, stick a squidgy up my ass. <laughs> do we need to talk about that every episode? No, we need to clarify, I guess, if I'm saying I pulled a JJ, because okay, sure. it could be it's true. It could be a plethora pushed of a JJ. <laughs> I pulled a JJ today. I called the police. I called triple zero. What about? Um, just do the, um, what do they say when you call? Police, fire or ambulance. I chose police. Okay. And then... Um, you already said that at the beginning, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. I was just excited that you said it. So you were in Collingwood? Yeah, so I was on my skateboard and I, I, I was skating past this kid. I mean, at first I thought he was a tennis player. But he's just a lad. Yeah. So Polo he's, shirt. So he's wearing like this spray jacket and What's these spray shorts. Jacket? Oh, like a spray jacket. It's like a, you know, one of those slippy, okay, slippery yeah. jackets. Almost looks like you were about Isn't to go parachute, out. Parachute jacket? A parachute no pants, spray jacket. He was. It look, almost looked like he was about to go out. He'd take it off and get into a game of ping pong. Okay. And so anyway, he had like a hat on, little redhead kid. Literally a kid. He would have been 13, maybe. And you called the cops on him. Yeah, because the little prick, I looked at his hand and he had coming down his jacket and out his fucking sleeve was a knife. And he gave me this little smarmy look and I thought, fuck you, I'm calling the cops. Yeah. Because I could pull a roundhouse kick to your head and you'd be out. What a little fucker. But what are you going to do with that? I'd run. So So did the cops come? Did you know? I didn't hang around. I had to go somewhere, but I was like... I'm calling the cops. And so I called and I had to go through the process of where is he? What's the... First of all, they were very location first, just nonstop location. Didn't yeah. even ask like, is this... What's, how serious, how serious is, is it? Because yeah. I was they like, look, I'm not even there. And I know fuck all. Like when I've called, they've asked me and I've always normally been on the freeway mm. and I just really struggle. <laughs> I, think, I think I've just passed Chandler oh, Highway. I Googled it. Yeah. I was like, hang on, I'll just Google this. Surely you guys... Uh, have the technology to know where I am? No. Anyway, there was a few things that went on. Um, first of all, I was like pissed off at this kid because he had a knife. And I've never done it before, called in, called something in like that. You know, just seeing something that didn't actually... There was no crime happening. Yeah. But I just thought, I hope this kid just either gets fucking locked up or, you know, What was caught. his plan? I don't know. That's the thing. I have no idea. And so I went through... I mean, it was near the commission flats where there is a bit of violence that goes on mm-hmm. and this kind of stuff does happen around those areas at times. Um, and so I thought, I, I started feeling a bit sorry for the kid because I was like, he could be from a 
poor upbringing, like a, a like a probably, yeah. a, a, you know, it's just a really bad family. He's probably getting. A, he might be fucking have someone. I reckon there's been cases where mm. the kids at school that get bullied and they mm. bring a fucking knife to school to try and protect themselves. Well, I thought there was a, the protection thing. Something was going to happen, or he was angry and he was going to go stab somebody. But I thought like kids when they're young don't know. Like I remember this is story from when I was year 10 and I moved to this new school and so what was I 15 yeah 15 going on 16 and there was some kids that were sort of bullying me at school a new kid at the school and I fucking gave them nothing yeah and so I didn't really give a shit about friends there because I'd already had a tight group of friends from other schools that I've been to so you're probably letting off vibes anyway yeah probably and they saw me as new fresh meat. And so I kind of got picked on. These these kids all had older brothers and there was this one that fucking had like an older brother that was notorious for being a bully, like a gangster back in that, those days. Anyway, and then at year 10 formal, I had like a few of them corner me and they were just fucking, you, you're talking shit or you know, something. I can't even remember what it was. Um, but I just remember it was like because of this kid, He'd got his old brother's friends to sort of stir me up. Yeah. And it's fucking the worst feeling. Like, I'm in this venue. I have to get past these fucking pricks to get out of there. Cause I, but I thought they might have bashed me. Anyway, I um, nothing ended up happening. But I remember, like, I had I had a like a knife stashed. <laughs> I had a knife you were stashed. This boy. I had a knife stashed on the walk to school where I'd be by myself. I knew this place. And like, to be honest, I didn't... What sort of like a kitchen knife? It's just a kitchen knife. I just saw it on the ground. And so it wasn't like I brought it from home. Okay. It's very opportune. Like I saw it on the ground. I was like, I'll stash that just in case they ever come and I'll fucking run and grab it. And how silly is that mindset now? Because I'd never do that now. Yeah. And so what I thought was I, I got pissed off at this kid and, and I snitched on him to the police today. I think you did him a favour. Yeah, I honestly do. And and But then I thought, fuck, I know how you just don't have your shit together in your head when you're 15 yeah. or you're 13 or you're 12. And, and you've, you've, what is it, your frontal cortex, your frontal, like, like where you develop as a human to know what's fucking right and going on and what's wrong, like even having opinions about things and just, you know, it, it's all, it's so new for them. Like impulsive, yeah, all these things. I saw a guy, um, I think it was on Gold Street in Collingwood, uh, on a bike mm. and he had leather um like he was on a bicycle and he had like leather style gloves oh, like yeah. he just robbed a joint and he was like on the process of taking them off do you think that's enough i would nah, you call the gloves, cops mate. yeah Fuck, there's a few there's a few um clubs around here that some people would probably be into leather do he look like i no, think he I looked think- he looked like uh, a guy who was probably a junkie yeah, and he was doing the rounds and just stealing shit. And I sort of looked at him. I did, uh, fuck, actually, <laughs> this yesterday, Bree was, I think, slightly embarrassed by me. I saw a guy uh, whose dog took a shit. <laughs> it was taking a shit like near... Call the police! Well, it was like 50, it was like 50 meters from us. Yeah. It started... When we're fifty, and so by the time we got to him, he had to be at the stage of um, uh, cleaning it up, bag out. And so I was watching him, 
and I slowed down and we got past him. And at that point, I just like turned around and was watching him. And he was like fumbling with the bag in his pocket. And I'm like, okay, I saw the bag. And then I turned around and kept walking. And then like a couple of seconds later, my instinct says, I don't think he, I don't think he had any intention of cleaning that up. And I looked around and he was walking already. And I think I still saw the shit on the ground. And I started walking towards him to be like, hey, mate, did you clean up the shit? on the ground because I'm pretty sure that style of shit I've stood in because some fuckwit hasn't cleaned up their dogs. <laughs> you didn't say it though, no. did you? No, Brie was like, Leave it. I've Leave got it. to, we've got to get to work. Yeah. Fuck. I do like, like that sort of thing. But, um, yeah, I called a bloke a grub today. <laughs> how did that? Have, I, why would I call someone in the street a grub? If they you know drop me. something on the ground. Oh, no. Fucking hipster mo fucker. A hipster what? I should have just said hipster motherfucker. Okay. Going in to get his faux roll on Smith Street. Yeah. He's like pulled back hair like a, you know, he's probably working at some agency. Him and his mate dressed. It's always fucking. Okay. Fucking agencies. Don't get me started. Go on. And he's just. He would be from a fucking agency. Puffing on a rolly. Yeah. Rolly cigarette and then just. I know what they are. Real hipster cigarette. Yeah. And he just puts it out at the fucking front door. Steps on it once and leaves it. I just looked down and it looked at his mate and just went, grub. And <laughs> what did his mate say? It's, like, it's such a weird insult. Yeah. It's like when you call people a rat. Yeah. I love it. Rat. You fucking rat. Because <laughs> you like, you think of the animal, yeah. grub. I don't know what I'd think yeah. of. Like, I like it. I like grub. You're but then I was like, grub. oh, I, I, I'm super triggered now about that stuff. Like uh, seeing people litter. And Charlie, who, uh, Campton's brother, yeah. came in. He's like, I blew up. Oh, fuck it. I don't know if you said I blew up, but he's like, I was just on the way here and I saw a guy smoking and then he just <sighs> breathes it out, flicks it out the window and I sped up and just fucking, and he said something to the guy about throwing Perfect. a cigarette and he and he, he did it because I have told that story on the podcast about how I kicked the cigarette back in the shop. Oh, great. And so, You're inspiring people <laughs> around the world. Mate, how do you not... What do you think happens when you put something on the ground and walk off? What about this fucked up story? Uh, a f- uh, Bree's friend, she caught up with her the other day, was saying that she got in the mail uh, a fine from the EPA, a few oh. hundred bucks for littering. She's like, I can't remember littering at all. And then she remembers this road rage incident where this lady was yelling at her. So the fucker decided to dob on her for littering when she didn't litter. That's a faulty system. Like I've wanted to, I've wanted to do that. Like fake someone. Yeah. That, no, not fake someone. I've wanted to dob on people for doing yeah. the wrong thing, but then that's a flawed system. It's a shit system. If you can fucking, someone can just, but I would go hard, right? Like if I hadn't done that, Mm. I'd be like, okay, what's the what's the process to take this to court? I'll go to court for it. Make the person come because I think that's the process. I would fucking go all in. Yeah. I would be like Peter Thiel going after Gorka. Like someone just ousted me as being gay. <laughs> a billionaire a- going after a media company for saying he's gay. Josh will fucking take you down if you put him through the EPA ringer. That's fucking true. I won an EPA award for a... Um, What's EPA stand for? Uh, in this environmental case? Protection Authority. 
How, why the fuck do you win an e, how do you win an EPA do you work for the EPA no because they do they did uh, you know colouring in competitions or like drawing competitions and I when I was a kid I would have been like 12 did, drew a picture which was like a campaign which I created mm. which was um, <clears throat> getting choked up remembering the the amazing opportunity no it was a <laughs> it was at the science works they actually like I went there and got a photo mm. with my artwork that made it but it said um i came up with the caption get your butt out of the environment and it's a tree smoking mm. get your butt out of the environment like it was sort of a play on words yeah as if like your dirty butt but like your cigarette butt i can show you now that i've got all my photos uploaded yeah. to google photos i can show it to you well, Maybe um, we don't can. Don't go out of your way to do it. No, I will. Actually, you know what we'll do? That's. I think we need more reasons to put stuff up on Instagram. Yeah, great. I'll put it on the Daily Talk Show yeah, Instagram. That's probably. I'll, I'll look at it then. Yeah, and I'm wearing a St Kilda polo shirt. St Kilda um, football club. Yeah, because my mate's grandpa uh, was part of the Medallion Club, so oh, I switched nice. teams so I could get uh, a free bite to eat. I did get ratted onto the EPA once. What do you mean? But I. So you're pro- every single time you're having a go at someone, you're projecting a little bit. No, well, I I got ratted on because the EPA also deal with um, noise? sound, noise, yeah. noise of vehicles. Okay. Oh, vehicles. And I had a. It I, wasn't your red leather beamer. beamer. No, that was nice, quiet, okay, yeah, stealth. But you wouldn't sleek. have changed the muffler. No, that was a big thing. Fuck, fuck that, that was a big thing. Changing mufflers. the mufflers. Like the Hogans, the the Jenny Hogan, the lady who ran the Moscule Park Primary School canteen. <laughs> you say her like the Hogans. You fucking don't know the Hogans? <laughs> well, now that I say that, you can connect it all together. Yeah, it's fucking yeah. Jenny Hogan from Moscule Park Primary School okay. who would eat um, twisties for breakfast. Lovely lady. No, really, still actually. Still alive? Nice. Yeah, she's still alive. Well, and I mean, how long's that yeah, last? No. You eat twisties for breakfast? Fuck, it's fine. Um, no, but she was just like, she would have the fucking craziest. She was like a money-making machine at the canteen, would have like the worst of the worst types of food. But she also had a, um, like a Ford Falcon, a red Ford Falcon. Some big. And you'd hear that. Yeah, like, fucking, yeah. like, it was like a drag car. It's fucking yeah. amazing. I had my VL Commodore. Sick. 87. One owner. Bought it from out your way. Endeavour Hills? Yeah, out that way. I can't remember. Somewhere off the Princess Highway. Mm. Prince's Highway. Um, anyway, I put a, it came stock and then I put a muffler onto it, an exhaust system. Um, and What would you have spent, have spent on oh, that? Oh, it was only like th- $380, 400 I remember. It wasn't much. And the thing was installed? very loud. Yeah, installed. Yeah, fucking installed, man. Great. Sa- Sandringham. Can you uh, turn your... Fucking phone yes, off. Yeah, sorry about that. Um, you have to buy a slab every time that happens. The um, No, we were fully... Like you've described my family as like the upper middle class bogan. Was that what that show was called? Yeah, yeah, upper yeah. middle class bogans? They, like this is how bad we were. Hang on, let me finish my story. Where could this muffler story... You paid 280 for it? I got ratted out. Oh, okay, sure. Fuck it, if you're listening. And so it was fine. So, I got got riff, fine. I got, so anyway, I got my muffler... Had it for six months and then went down a street and some guy sort of like, and we sort of gave him the finger or something, I don't know, something silly. Like he was looking out at the road and was down a quiet back street and he just went, rah, rah, rah. anyway, held his he hand just, up. He, uh, Tommy just did Waved this his of... hand like, uh, you fucking youths. Anyway, in the EPA, you need to go and get your muffler tested 
And so I was like, fuck, it failed the test. And so I took it back to the muffler guys and they just lowered it past. But it cost me money. It cost me 180 bucks or something to get it. So I got done. So that I don't know if it's him. And you never know. That's the thing. They're not going to go, well, it's if like it my son getting court. bitten by a fucking kid at yeah, primary school at daycare they don't tell us who the kid was so upsetting. yeah anyway that's it. my ratting got ratted on story we're just talking cars and the upper middle class bogan theme mm. uh i remember like we got the ss commodore fucking like one of the first probably one of the first in melbourne to have the ss commodore in tiger color which was that gold Color, we were the sickest fucking family. Like there was all these delays. What do you know? What engine that has? Uh, it was a. It was a definitely a V eight. Yeah, the SS. Um, yeah, but I couldn't tell you the exact stuff. It looked pretty sick. Like you couldn't see much because it was sort of a modern looking car and everything sort of had a shell on it. But the amount you'd sort of lift it up, you know, fucking showing it. But um, no, we we. Uh, We'd ordered the like the custom uh, badges that would turn it from a Holden to a Chevy. Oh, yeah. So you yeah. basically could get them from the states and put them on because it was the same like fucking model, but full like American culture yeah, style yeah. shit. But would also have people debadge the car all the time was, or badge the car. Yeah, badging. Fuck so many t- and the annoying thing was they would badge the side of the car the badges were only six bucks but every time they would do it at Dandenong Basketball Stadium and I remember just being furious like just as a kid being fucking ropeable and being like I want to set them up we needed a full fucking sting and catching these cunts and we um, (gasps) but we'd get so annoyed because the annoying thing was (laughs) there were six bucks the the badge only cost six bucks but they would fucking scrape the paint oh trying to get it off so we were like like they would be like, we should just have a fucking box of badges there rather than them. Yeah, yeah. Very annoying. Oh, even just leaving a car out in Bondi, Bronte in Sydney, some upper upper suburb, upper market suburbs, they tell you do not leave your car on the street. Like if you've got a nice car, it will get keyed. There's like a big keying culture. I don't know if that's the right term, some the culture of keying, but there's a big... There's a bunch of cunts in Australia that key cars, which That's is a better way of putting it. That happens apparently, I think, in like um, San Francisco. Yeah. Any of the big, like Range Rovery style car, like the anything yeah. that takes up a bunch of fuel. Yeah. Just fucking, they get keyed. I think if you think about the people that are keying these cars, they might be angry and just. Have like, you ever keyed a car? No, I've never keyed a car. I haven't either. Because I. Like you asked about people graffitiing on cars. Yeah, it's like that's where your limit is. It's yeah. You're a piece of shit if you do it. Yeah. You're a piece of shit if you key a car. I've you know what? I've actually opened the door and sort of nicked a bit of paint off a car and I felt so bad. I closed the door and drove off. But it's like fuck. That's see that's like I've had it done to me. Is, I, it, is it the cost of having a car? I heard a bang, right? Uh when we we're at a McDonald's car park maybe two years ago you shat yourself no i look and a lady has just fucking slammed her door into our car okay and she was putting her kid in the car mm. i just get out i just said politely excuse me did you just hit my car yeah and she said i'll be with you in a second oh gee i was like oh you're a fucking idiot and i the biggest concern I had was Bree 
is super fucking OCD and pedantic about yeah. shit and she would just be onto any little marks and stuff like that should be onto it. Like the um, fucking Krispy Kreme episode. Episode after that, the f- the fat girl, the little girl who would have been like 11 years old. The reason I'm comfortable calling her the fat girl is because she reminded like of me when I was 11 and she <laughs> and was going eating, to Krispy Kreme. She was getting a Krispy Kreme. She'd just gotten Krispy Kreme and we hear a bang and she was holding a donut and fell out of her car <laughs> and pushed the the um, door into our car. Yeah. And Brie was fucking onto it. Like, do you remember that? She yeah, was, yeah. Was there torches a, involved. Is there some sort of... No, I haven't brought it up. Okay, man, haven't looked. But see, I mean, is there etiquette there? I, could be, the thing is, if you actually, like if I was to do a little scratch on someone's car, it would cost, like it would be ridiculous to do a claim on that. What is the etiquette around breaking people's things? Well, if you break someone's things, you got to fucking fix it. So, but I guess, a random person? No, I think there's like different... I remember the only time I've ever broken something of someone's... Actually, there was the Dan Wickman um, drone, which oh, yeah. I bought him a new yeah. one. Uh, but no, I, uh, I remember we were on a property, first time ever riding a motorbike, P- PD-150. I don't know anything about motorbikes. Pee-wee? Pee-wee. Pee-wee 50? Oh, yeah, yeah, sorry. How I'm, old were you? I'm thinking, a 150 would be a beast. No, the PD-150 is a, is a Sony camera. I'm getting confused. <laughs> the Pee-wee 50, yeah. Pee-wee 50. Always Pee-wee 50. wanted one. Pee-wee 50. Yeah. So, I'd never ridden a motorbike before. We were very excited and uh, mum fucking hated motorbikes because she's like, mm. you're going to kill yourself. Uh, so, I'm like, they said, okay, you can have a go. Anyway, I was like fucking flooring it going super fast mm. and I was going down this hill and my brother Jake wanted to turn so what would you do if you want to turn Josh can I have a turn he fucking jumps in front of the motorbike <laughs> to stop me and I just put on the brake which fucking locks up the brakes yeah, yeah, yeah. and I slide and fucking flip the motorbike end up like snapping the exhaust, all the front guard, all like the, it had like mm. a front guard and a sort of a a branded um, number plate sort oh, of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Like just, it was like a novelty type of one. It just bent everything. And I was, I was just, you know, when you're like, it's on top of you and you're like, oh, you how feel, we, how were you? feel winded. I was, had all bruising up my inner leg, inner thigh, where the fucking exhaust had hit me. Yeah. It was fucked, but I fucked their bike. Would but, it work? Would it? Yeah, I think it was. I think it was one of those ones. Where I was like, oh yeah, it's fine. Cosmetically, it looked a bit. Yeah, but it was a bit fucking. But it it damaged. still started. And- yeah, but I feel like in those scenarios, I'd probably. I I think I overthink. Like, I feel like I'm in a world where I'm constantly feeling like I owe people things. I'll give you an example. Hang on, can we just yeah. close that loop? You fucked his bike. I did nothing. The theme was... I was like 11 fi- years old. You, you did nothing? Your no, parents... We, no, did you- didn't do it. No, I didn't do anything. I think they'd won the lotto, this family. Gets fucked. Yeah, they were How like much? two... Uh, I think it was only uh, uh, 250000 or something. That's nice. But still... But I... Because I remember... And they had tennis courts and shit. And it was like a friend of a friend. But... Um, no, what I was going to say... This is how much I overthink things. I was in the shower this morning. And I was thinking back to our episode... And you know when we had your uh, mate, the PD from Shepparton? Yeah. 
uh, and he had his kids. And the last thing he said is like, oh, the guys are so hungry. We've got to go. Yeah, yeah. And they, he said, oh, I think that you guys having the food out sort of triggered them. And in the moment, I wanted to say, oh, let's get some, some food for them, right? Yeah. And I didn't. And I'm fucking annoyed. Like, Why? I, I don't, well, see, this is the thing. So, Brie always pulls me up on things because I'll fucking... I have that inclination where I'm always like, let me grab this thing or I'll I'll get this food or I'll buy this thing or... And I don't know where the the mark is in when... Like, because I don't think he was expecting that at all. Not at all. I don't but, think... But there's also that, like, I like being generous. I felt like that was such a fucking moment where I could have done what I like doing, which is saying, you know what, let's order some hot chips and stuff. But then I was like, maybe he just wanted an out. Maybe they wanted to leave and that was his way out. Mm. And so that I would have been more of a pain in the ass and more needy. And I wouldn't have been providing value by giving them food. I overthought that. I think you just had to go ahead, two kids. That's exactly what I'm thinking. Get the fuck out of there. And this is annoyingly how my fucking brain is constantly thinking. Uh, And it extends to like mentorship stuff, right? So I'm doing this mentor program at the moment. We're just going down a Josh mind rabbit hole. Here we go. You're not seeing the connections. Well, because we went from breaking other people's stuff... I was actually really enjoying that conversation. Now we're talking about if you want to go here. Let me let me just go into this. Let me go into this. Yesterday on to mentorship. But go. No, so it's that whole thing about the uh, wanting to help people and things like that. So uh, I feel like over the last like twelve years, I've had so many like unofficial mentees, people who I've just sort of thought like I think I can fucking help them. Let me help them. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what I'm trying to understand at the moment is what do we do to help people? Like at what like have you had people in your life where you're like, man, I think that the fuck you got you have so much potential mm. and then you try and push something and I've always ended up being a little bit disappointed or I've always felt like I've been applying my agenda and haven't been listening enough and doing mm. what they need or I've tried to um, teach them stuff so they don't have to learn themselves. So I'll be like, Mm. it's that whole thing of like, I've been robbing people of their problems. Yeah, yeah. I like you've said that recently. So so, like you're trying to tell someone not to make the mistake, but a lot of people need to make the mistake. Yeah. Have the problem to work it out. I I think I've spent more time being mentored by people, attaching myself to people like Jules Lund, friend of mine, Rob Menzies, producer, TV producer. Who else? Brad March. And I like these people haven't asked to help me out. Yeah. I've just formed a friendship more so with some people that are, are quite good. Because I, I, I have felt like I have been on the back foot. Not the back foot. I felt like I have. How do I articulate this? I feel like I've been the kid for a long time. Mm-hmm. And I'm coming out of that stage into this. I actually know a lot more now. Like you, you've mentored me in a lot of ways in terms of filmmaking. Mm-hmm. You know, and now I'm starting to know a lot more things. Not a lot, you know, I don't have the tech knowledge that you do. So my point is I haven't gone, I haven't done that mentoring as such feeling. I haven't felt like I've been doing that. Are you doing that with Lucy, with the work experience? Yeah, now I am. Now I am, but I've probably got a bit more to offer now. And and that's my thinking, right? Because you've been mentoring people for 12 years off your own back and you've got a lot to offer. And we've all, everyone's got something to teach somebody else, right? 
but maybe people don't see it as that oh, okay i'm mentoring i know you like you quite enjoy it when it works yeah but how do you um what has the qualities been for the brads you know that the have have been sort of those unofficial mentors mm. what are some of the qualities the qualities that they've offered up yeah or the ways like what has been the 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 way in which they've delivered their mentoring mm. Just, I mean, I for someone like Jules, he's very much offering up an approach and he's not saying you need to do it like this. He's offering up his thought and I've, I think I've been a good men, men, mentee, mentee. Yeah, student mentee. But I think I've been a good student to Jules because, fuck, the dude's told me to do so many things and I've done it and it works. And Brad has told me a bunch of different stuff with radio and I've done it and I listen and I try and so for instance I I approach these people with um, them in mind of how they would want me to be approaching them and that's really worked and so for Jules it's offering up advice when he can about how to approach something um, so I don't know I, I, I told Jules years ago in an email I was like uh, that he was my mentor but I've never done that since yeah so I've never officially like it's just become someone who offers advice. That's as mentor like the def- definition of mentor doesn't have to be this like you're now my apprentice. Well, yeah, it never the best mentors are just the people in our life that mm. naturally provide us with wisdom and direction. Yeah, and, you know, and so you're listening to them. You're you're putting them up a bit because and that's what helps the I guess the def defining. role that they're playing is when you're actually thinking they have a lot to offer you I think that's the thing the mentee needs to know that the mentor is bringing a lot of value that they do not have and if that's not clear and if that's maybe the case I know that some of the stuff you're talking about some people that would have had an amazing opportunity with you but never took it and I think that we can look at it and go silly because I've had that too right well, maybe it's it's because that I have that whole rubbing of the problems. I've tried to position... I never position it as I'm the mentor. I'm just like giving these thoughts and doing these mm. things and sort of and sort of almost like doing a bit of a performance so that it doesn't feel that way. I'll give you like a, a, a strong example of uh, yesterday with, um, with Brie, with her work. So there's a bunch of things that I am just okay, like good at. And I think the reason that I'm good at it is because, you know, from a social media point of view, I have done community management for a bunch of companies before, different brands, and I've just been in that space, Mm. right? Just like you asked me technology stuff. So, Brie was setting up, um, uh, you know, Facebook pixels and doing all the different marketing stuff for, uh, for Hey Tiger where she works. And um, she was asking me these questions in regards to like, how do I do this? How do I run the ad manager thing? How do I get the catalog of, you know, items in all this sort of thing? And um, we had this conversation where I was like, just Google it. Just Google this. These are the things to type. So, some of the tips I gave her was Facebook the business manager and the ad manager is changing so often. Mm. So, anything that... If you watch a video that's from six months ago, it's f- too fucking Different, old. Yeah. So, type in the things that you're trying to do and then search and filter by recent. 
So you can see things that if it's more than two months old, don't bother watching it. Just watch all of the new stuff. And she was so frustrated because she's like, you're not fucking helping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the thing is, and it wasn't until after where she, I think she came around to realize that it's like, I am helping because I feel like the the selfish thing for me to do is to rob her of the her mm, problems mm. and to and to be like oh yeah I'll do it and then just be like do the googling whereas what I'm trying to do is how do you teach the methodology to learn yeah. so google these things go to these websites view these videos and actually go through that process well, I mean, that's setting a task and that's what Jules has done for me. He's, he's almost set me projects, not officially, but it's like, do this. Yeah. So now I've got to go and do something. Yeah. Whereas I've been helping Lucy, my, my young apprentice. Um, I've been helping her a lot and, man, I've, I can see the mistake she's going to make before she makes it, but I've been holding off saying anything because yeah. unless she makes it and sees... You know, if it's big, it's it's a bit different. If it's going to cost something, or you know, but I can I can totally tell you what what I think will happen based around the experience I've had. And sure enough, it's fucking happened. And then we had a session after uh, she did some edit, and I said, "What? How would you approach it differently?" She said all the things that I would have pointed out, but I couldn't point them out because I took that advice from you, yeah, my mentor. <laughs> I took the advice from you. Is like. I think you just said it to me. Just you said that. Um, Don't rob people of their problems. Just before, I went into that, and I had that in my mind, and it worked. Because the thing is, and I think that it's so counterintuitive as well, right? Mm. Because the theory that I've gone with is like, fuck, if I can just teach them all of these things, so they don't yeah, make yeah, the yeah, problems yeah, yeah, that yeah. I like have the issues and the mistakes that I've made. You feel the anxiety, I think. I do too. Like, yeah. I'm like, oh, you're going to do that. Yeah, you're Don't about to do it. this thing. Or it's the, it's those conversate. It's realizing that people don't think the way that you think. Yeah. And that's been an interesting, like I have conversations with people all the time and uh, they ask for advice on, oh, what should I do next? Mm. And it's very hard to say you need to completely change the way that you're thinking. Mm-hmm. Like if, you, if you're thinking about, if you're worried about, um, you know, like blockers, like I can't do this thing because, you know, I can't be making videos because none of my friends are available. Like my friend was mm. meant to help me with the editing, but they, they can't help me anymore. So I haven't done a video in a few years. I'm like, well, learn how to fucking edit. Do ever, don't rely on yeah. anyone else. Um, and that's hard fucking advice yeah. and it's intrinsic. I don't think, talking about wired, I think that, that is, there's a wire, wiring element to it, which is like everyone can be rewired, but we all have a foundation or wiring which is based on these things and maybe it's been us seeing what initiative does and what's saying there's people out there who take the advice, don't work for free, right? They're students, right? They're in university and they hear a lecture or they hear they watch a video where it's like, don't work for free. Like, don't, don't fucking devalue yourself. Mm. You fuckhead. You've just spent <laughs> $30,000. You have spent, you have given out $15,000, $30,000 for fucking university and now all of a sudden you won't work for fucking free. Yeah, yeah. How about like 
How about rather than uni has its places, different yeah, industries, yeah. even for video for some people that need that structure. But what would happen if you took the twenty, thirty thousand dollars, put it in the bank, and said, "This is gonna, I'm gonna live off this for a year and a half. I'm gonna fucking work for free for a yeah, year." Yeah. What impact would that have? Rather than spending thirty grand on going to the VCA, what happens if you spend thirty grand and saying, "I'm going to make a fucking documentary film mm. for an entire year"? I could buy a fucking camera. I could do all of my travel expenses. Mm. It's crazy. Yeah, it's the uh, doing. Yeah, uh, but it's also realizing that. Um, well, the doing rewires you because if you're because yeah, the only mindset shift for the dude who hasn't done a video in a few years because his mates aren't available. Yeah. What a fucking loser. That yeah. guy <laughs> can't find anyone for years. Um, but if he actually just does it, yeah. makes his own video on his own back, he'll think, oh, fucking need that. It'll, re- it'll shift him. And the th- I think that what I realise is that we're all coming from a place of privilege. Yeah. We, are co- You and I are coming from a place where we were told, you can fucking do it. Mm. TJ, you're a rooster. You're a fucking rooster. Yeah, man. And you can do Thanks, it. Mate. You can fucking do it. That's not what know. a rooster sounds like. Yeah, I don't know. And the thing is, that there's lots of people who haven't had that and that have been parents who have said, no, nah, you've got to fucking got to do the uni thing. You've got to do mm. this. you got to, oh, you're doing the fucking creative stuff. Okay, but you better do it our way. Mm. And that's where their fucking whole mind's mm. being placed. And there's no right or wrong, but... um. I think that my empathy for these people is a realization that like, you know, I had supportive people around me Mm. that were showing me the way and that didn't, and, and I was lucky enough that because of that wiring or whatever you want to call it, when I did have roadblocks, when I see roadblocks, I almost like, I get a level of excitement because I'm like, I'm on a path that... Some people see a roadblock and they're like, okay, better I'm on the wrong path. Mm. Where I'm like, fuck, no one's gone here. Let's smash through this mm. and see what we can do. It's riskier, but more reward. Yeah. Uh, I've got to go pick up Bodie. Yeah, I've got to go pick up Bree. It's the Daily Talk Show, everyone. Thank you for uh, listening. Please send us an email. Uh, thanks, Michelle, for the email. Did you see this? No, she, I haven't. Oh, yeah, she, she sent an email. I think she was checking out your nudes on the Google images. <laughs> oh, because I talked about the, I don't think she could find the them. Th- yeah. So you have to send her a link. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, the daily... Please, send if you have not sent us an email, send us an email and we will read it and we'll chat about it. Hi at thedailytalkshow.com. Just fucking chime in. Tell us when we're wrong. Yeah, definitely, I appreciate that. Definitely tell us. a few us, mistakes. Yeah. Fact, we, we, we get shit wrong but uh, also there is that P.O. Box too which I haven't checked in a few days P.O. Box 400 Abbotsford Victoria 3067 are you fucking uploading shit you yeah I just did it, little, I think little that it, I think one didn't work I saw a red X uh, bye everyone have a good day and we'll see you tomorrow bye <laughs>